Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Bowl, Director of Public Affairs. Today we're going to talk with Dan Kleinzorgi, who is in charge of the SaferMo.com campaign to try to pass Proposition D on the November ballot, which is an initiative to raise funds for the roads and bridges across Missouri, as well as some money for the Highway Patrol. So let's get started. Today we're talking with Dan Kleinsorgi, who is the campaign manager of SaferMo.com, which is a group that is uh, has been founded to help promote the passage of Proposition D this fall in the November campaign. Dan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So would you just start off by giving us a little bit of background on what Proposition D is and uh, why it's on the ballot this November? Yeah, Proposition D is a statutory referendum that the voters have the final say on. And what it will do will increase our motor fuels user fee that we all pay at the pump when we're filling up. And that money will go into the state road fund, which funds MoDOT uh, road and bridge repairs, construction, and, of course, the highway patrol actual cost of enforcement of our highway laws. So it will increase public safety across the state, and it will keep that vital farm-to-market network going. We've seen a lot of weight-restricted bridges in rural areas. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Montgomery County. Rural bridges are something that concerned me a lot. And so we're hoping to tackle the backlog of uh, structurally deficient and poor-rated bridges by passing Proposition D. And that's uh, an issue that's been uh, pretty strongly in in our policy book for several years, wanting to increase the funding for roads and bridges. So the, I think, concerns a lot of people have had have uh, over the years have been regarding how money will be spent and where whether it will be used wisely. Um, and I think the Proposition D has been tailored to sort of address some of those issues in ways that make people a little more comfortable with it. Yeah, you know, that's a big concern that comes up a lot. A lot of people feel like lottery money isn't used the way it was intended. And mm-hmm. I understand that the difference between the road fund and education money is there's a constitutionally designated lockbox around our state road fund that determines exactly what it can and only can be used for. And that's road and bridges. 70% goes to the state for road, bridges, and highway patrol, actual cost of highway enforcement. Mm-hmm. 30% goes to our local governments, and that's 15% for the counties and 15% for the cities. And the counties and cities may only use that for road and bridge maintenance, construction, and repair. And we actually have far more miles of roads at the local level than we do at the state level. And it kind of makes sense when you think about the, you know, the the network of gravel roads and uh, and county roads and city roads that we have across the state. It really adds up. Absolutely. And that's uh, one of the things that I think people have responded well to is that, like you say, there is that constitutional guarantee that this money can only be used for these purposes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is regularly audited. Great. That's very good to know, too, because um, I think people are afraid that politicians are going to dip into the kitty and use it for some other pet project. Yeah, that's a natural fear to have. Um, I I completely understand that, especially given some of the the history around lottery funds and other things like that. But luckily, we set up the road fund very specifically for what it can be used for, and it can be used for roads. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's important. We can't dip into that. In Kansas, I I believe that's not the case. And I've heard the Kansas road fund called the Bank of Kansas before (laughs) for the way legislators Mm -hmm. rate it. So here in Missouri, that's not the case. And that's a good thing because we need every dime that's in there because we have not enhanced the road fund in 22 years. We haven't increased the motor fuel tax in 22 years. Yeah, and that's uh, another thing that I think is a really strong point with this. What, what is some of that history um, of what our funding levels have been and what that means for us today? 
Yeah, so in 1996 was the last year of the phase-in. It was $0.02, cents, $0.02, cents, $0.02. Cents. So that was a $0.06 cent increase, and that took us to $0.17 cents on gas and diesel. That's what we all pay at the pump on the state share. Of course, there's also federal on top of that, mm-hmm. which coincidentally has not changed since 1993. Mm-hmm. And that is also part of the road fund mix. Uh, that $0.17, cents, if you adjust it for inflation in $1996, is now worth $0.07. Cents in mm-hmm. real purchasing power. So we've lost 10 cents of value. What Proposition D is, is a 10 cent phase in over four years. So that's two and a half cents a year starting July 1st, 2019. And that two and a half cents will cost the average driver about a dollar and 52 cents. And that inflation adjusted would bring us back to where we were when we uh, last raised Essentially it. brings us back to 1996, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you say, the, the cost of uh, construction materials and just um, the cost of doing business has gone yeah, up I mean, significantly. A lot of your listeners are farmers, mm-hmm. and I grew up on a farm. I used to run Missouri Farmers Care. I'm, I'm pretty familiar with agriculture. They know, they know what inflation is, but they also know that some some items outpace inflation greatly. Concrete right. is one of those things. Um, steel is one of those things. So the cost of construction has actually outpaced that inflation. But we're just trying to catch up with inflation so that we can get back to the level we were 22 years ago. And you mentioned the way that the fund is set up, or that the the road, um, the fuel tax is set up, uh, immediately takes 30% off the top and gives it back to the local governments, mm-hmm. correct? And um, that uh, is split half and half between counties and cities. Yeah. And uh, so that money, how much are we looking at with that? So that's $123 million, just shy of $124 million. Mm-hmm. The state share is about $288.8 million, so combined... Once fully phased in, Proposition D will produce over $400 million in new road money. And that's every year? Yeah, that's every year. Mm-hmm. So it'll take four years to fully phase in, and then that'll be every year going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's important to note for rural counties and rural towns is the formula those funds are distributed on is based on population, but also on road miles. Mm-hmm. So a relatively sparsely populated county that has a great deal of road miles, again, I'm going to use my own personal example, I grew up in Montgomery County. Highway 19 runs the length of that county. That's a state highway. So that that county gets a pretty good distri- funding distribution from Proposition D. Even though it, doesn't, it isn't high on population, mm-hmm. it is high on road miles. Mm-hmm. That's how we ensure fairness across the state and make sure that, you know, the cities don't get it all. The rural area don't get it all. We share it equally to maintain the roads in the condition we need to. Yeah, and that's really important for our rural areas, especially which so many of our members live in, um, because a lot of times we are concerned, afraid that yeah. the cities are going to swallow it all up. Yeah, and, and that's a natural fear. And, you know, we've we've seen this prevalence in recent years of weight-restricted bridges in rural areas. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of bridges go from two lane to one lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason for that is because the, the maintenance on the outside support structures has become more and more expensive Mm -hmm. and we just don't have the money to repair them whereas the center support structure is is still uh pretty strong proposition d will let us start to tackle that backlog Mm -hmm. of deferred maintenance that has been deferred year after year after year and i believe i've seen somewhere that the um the road network in missouri is the seventh largest in the nation yeah that's from the state perspective so what you're talking about is lettered state highways numbered state highways uh interstates u.s highways Missouri has the seventh largest state highway network in the nation, mm-hmm. and we have the 49th, uh, in 49th rated motor fuels tax. Wow. So the only state with a lower motor fuels tax in the state of Missouri is Alaska, where mm-hmm. oil comes from. Yeah. <laughs> so in mm-hmm. states, states surrounding us that have tollways, like Oklahoma and Kansas, 
still, even with the tolls in addition, still have a higher motor fuels tax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're, we not only have a top 10 size of system, we're next to last in the amount of funding we're putting into it. So yeah, that's yeah. We've been uh, stretching it pretty thin, it sounds like. Yeah, it's, it is remarkable that we've that we have a pretty high efficient system. MoDOT's actually rated pretty highly on efficiency by national rating organizations, but yet, you know, you can't make bricks without straw mm -hmm. and it, we're getting close to that point. Yeah. And that's the thing that is really challenging is a lot of, t a lot of um, the projects that need to be done, especially in rural areas have just been um, put off because it's not like they can even be done halfway. Mm -hmm. um, they've ended up closing some roads or bridges yeah. um, because they can't even get to it. And this would allow yeah. maybe those projects to be tackled. And then and then there's concerns, you know, from a freight perspective, important to all of us in agriculture, you know, there's a lot of concerns about they're going to have to do a bridge rehab over, you know, the Missouri River in Boonville. Mm -hmm. That has been deferred for a long time. And now it's gotten to the point where we have to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it right now to avoid a, a collapse or a situation like that. You know, that causes freight backups for our agricultural products, causes freight backups for our industrial products. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Proposition D will let us allow us to get ahead of some of those problems instead of being behind them. Yeah. And another thing that a lot of people have mentioned, especially in rural areas, is that uh, the way that farmers haul uh, grain has changed over the past 22 years. Oh, yeah. And most people use, you know, or a lot of people use semis now. They used to use just an old grain truck. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the the weight needs are actually higher now than they were back then. Yeah, I, I drove the old grain truck a few times, um, but now what you see is the semis. I mean, yeah. it's, it's serious freight. Uh -huh. And that serious freight, if you've got a weight-restricted bridge between you and the elevator, that's a problem. Yeah, I can That costs you time during the time of year that your time is the most valuable. Yeah. Uh, so that that's what we're trying to get ahead of. I mean, that's kind of the economic development component. Um, the main component is safety. Mm -hmm. You know, people want, people want safe roads, safe bridges. Some of the safety improvements we've seen in recent years are enabled by this funding. When you're driving down the interstate and you see the steel cable between, you know, mm -hmm. between in the median, those steel cables have cut head-to-head uh, -head collisions almost to zero. Mm -hmm. Whereas that actually used to be fairly common. If someone would go off the median in a, you know, a severe wreck, they would cross the median into the other side, and you've got a, a fatal head-to-head -head crash. Thing, little things, things we don't even we've gotten so used to we don't notice anymore, like rumble strips, mm -hmm. didn't used to be common. Um, things like that will be improved by Proposition D as well. Yeah. We can do more of that. And and that's great news. I think that's very helpful that we continue to make progress with that and reduce the number of fatalities we have. Um, some of the other things that uh, that are interesting in this, are it does also provide um, some money to the Highway Patrol, right? Uh-huh, yes. And yeah. how does that work? It's a little bit complicated. So the State Road Fund, as I said earlier, it's, it's used for road and bridge maintenance and construction, but it's also used for the Highway Patrol and the words – the phrasing used in the state constitution is the actual cost of enforcement of state highway laws. So, you know, that's the speed limit, mm -hmm. but it's also, you know, if some dangerous, something dangerous is going on on the highway, the highway patrol is out there to help keep our highways safe. So the part of the highway patrol, which is the majority of it, that is, is spent enforcing highway laws, there are some other things like the governor's security detail mm -hmm. or the crime lab that are paid for by general revenue. But the, the highway activities of the highway patrol have always been part of the road fund. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen is they also have the same inflationary problems that MoDOT has. Sure. But yet the road fund has been locked in place for 22 years and essentially has not grown for 22 years. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing with Proposition D is we're making it clear to the voter, when you enhance the road fund, you're not just helping highways, you're also helping law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Well, that's extremely important for highway safety, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then... The, uh, the coalition that's coming together, I think, is really interesting mm -hmm. on this. And Farm Bureau is supportive of this uh, proposition. And uh, the groups that, that 
have also gotten on on board with it are several other agricultural groups, mm-hmm. but some other the others that you may consider strange bedfellows that aren't always yeah. um, on the on issues together. What are some of those that stand out to you? Yeah, this coalition is pretty incredible. And you know, four years ago, I was working on Right to Farm, uh-huh. and I was the executive director of Missouri Farmers Care, and that was all agriculture. Okay, and maybe a little bit of chamber of commerce here and there, economic development groups. The coalition on Proposition D is agriculture groups, including Farm Bureau, corn growers, soybean cattlemen uh there's some others coming on board but then you've also got the dump truck association Mm -hmm. and the missouri trucking association because they don't want toll roads they're Mm -hmm. comfortable with the motor fuel tax so they support proposition d the missouri association of counties the missouri municipal league which represents large and small counties and large and small towns across the state uh you've got contracting groups engineering groups uh safety groups like uh, mothers against drunk driving Mm -hmm. uh aaa auto club has endorsed uh economic development groups across the state have endorsed so it yeah it's the broadest based coalition i've ever worked with mm-hmm. and one of the broadest i've ever seen on an issue the missouri realtors have endorsed proposition d because they want to ensure that we have safe roads because that helps economic activity and that helps home buying mm-hmm. so yeah qu- quite a broad coalition yeah and it actually this pro- this proposal hasn't drawn the type of opposition either that some of the ones in the past years have yeah. part of the because I think a lot of people realize something needs to be done. Yeah, and, and, you know, four years ago there was a sales tax for transportation that failed. Part of the reason it failed is I think it went outside of the road fund and created a new constitutional structure that made people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We are staying within the constitutional structure. We're not changing the Constitution, and that makes people a lot more comfortable. Yeah, like I say, I I think a lot of people realize something needs to be done, and this is a responsible way to do it, and it's a phased-in way to do it which people like in Missouri, they don't mm-hmm. like to do it all at once or a big, you know, a big change well, in the first year. I'd say it's a conservative policy proposal. Yeah. It's phased in, it's slow, it's a user fee, so the people using the service are paying for the service. So we're not putting the tax on, on one group or another. Everyone who drives pays for it. Yeah, and it's constitutionally protected yeah. from being raided. That's, I yeah. think, very important to a lot yeah. of people too. And, and, you know, I would like to point out, you know, for an agriculture audience, you know, our farm diesel, our off-road diesel is still tax exempt. This won't change that. That's good to know. Um, and then um, the the way that this is looking for November, how do you feel about the chances of it actually um, passing? Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, there are a lot of people in Missouri that are going to vote against any kind of revenue increase. I understand sure. that. Uh, I'm a conservative myself. But this is a user fee. And what we have seen is when we get our message out about safety, about that farm-to-market connection, voters understand that and there is a very broad-based feeling among voters that we have to do something with infrastructure funding Mm -hmm. you see that conversation at the national level you see it at the local level at the state level Mm -hmm. so we feel very good about our chances on november 6th and it's really just a a matter of getting our message out doing things just like this what we really need what we really really need is people in their community talking to each other and explaining proposition d is a good thing for our roads and bridges Mm -hmm. i think a lot of conservatives are fine paying for things. They just want to make sure their money isn't wasted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's a lot of people's biggest problem with taxes. It's not mm-hmm. that they don't feel like they should be able to pay their fair share, but that they, they want to see, yeah, they want to really see fair. the money on the road. Right. They, they want to see that happening. You know, I'm going to use Montgomery as an example again. You know, right now they're completely redoing the overpass at Danville. Yeah. Um, that is that is a real world thing that I can appreciate. That mm-hmm. overpass is going to be a lot safer, a lot more structurally sound now. Yeah, absolutely. Things like that are really important to see. Um, actual, uh, you know, boots on the ground and, and mm-hmm. concrete going down. Um, 
if people are interested in learning more about this, you did mention the the state and local. I'm sorry, the local uh, county and city portions of it. And um, if people are interested in seeing what their county or city might be in line for if this were mm-hmm. to pass, they can find that on your website, right? Yeah, safermo.com. If they click on how your community benefits, you can type in your hometown, your home county, and it'll take you straight there. Yeah. So an example, I live in Callaway County now. Mm-hmm. Um, if Proposition D passes and it's fully phased in, Callaway County will receive an additional $870,000 from the road fund on top of what it's getting now. Mm-hmm. That's really important to me as a Callaway County resident because I know that Callaway County currently spends 400000 of their general revenue just to keep gravel on the roads. Mm-hmm. So this will leapfrog that and maybe get us to a position where we can actually start putting some asphalt down again. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to a lot of county commissioners who have said similar mm-hmm. things in yeah. a lot of our small rural counties that they've had to raid their general revenue yeah. to yeah. pay for things that ought to be paid for out of uh, the fuel tax. Yeah, that's why the road fund has that local distribution so mm-hmm. our counties and our cities can, can keep their local roads uh, yeah. in good condition. Or maybe, you know, ideally improve them over time. Mm-hmm. You know, in Callaway County, we could use some ditching would help a lot mm-hmm. uh, with, with water flow. And there's some there's some pretty tight turns that could use some asphalt. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that as as someone who lives in a rural county. Yeah, and actually I talked to somebody last a uh, couple weeks ago, I think it was, that was saying that they, in a small county, had had to raid their general revenue to pay for some road um, issues. And that kept them from being able to hire a new sheriff's deputy that they yeah. needed to hire. Yeah. And were this to be changed, they would be able to use that money for what yeah. they really need to use it for. Yeah. So there's a lot of good um, side benefits to to having that money going directly to those counties. Uh, anything else that our listeners ought to uh, know about uh, regarding Proposition D? You know, I'd probably mainly encourage them to visit safermo.com. We have frequently asked questions, uh, questions people have given us and how your community benefits. The endorsing organizations are all there, uh, dozens of them. So we're trying to be as transparent as possible about Proposition D, mm-hmm. and all the information you could want is right there at safermo.com. Yeah, and I think that that's a, a very informative, helpful website. It's not a terribly complicated website. It has just a handful of pages and gives you the information you need. I believe the Chamber of Commerce also has a website. I think it's Missouri Can't Wait, mm-hmm. and they have some really good information there too. Um, would definitely encourage people to look at both of those sites if they want to know more about this. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us, Dan, and uh, encourage all of our listeners to talk to their friends and neighbors and get out there and vote in November. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Missouri Farm Bureau was a critical part of getting this through the legislature and has been a critical part of our coalition. Well, we appreciate the help that you've given us as well. So thank you very much. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to try to dig into some of the other issues that are going to be on the November ballot over the coming weeks. We look forward to talking to you about those. We will see you next week.